0: You're listening to the From Grassroots the Glory podcast, hosted by Didier Lumiere, providing an in depth look into the behind the scenes of the Victorian athletic league.
1: Today's
0: episode is could possibly be one of the most awaited episodes that you listeners have been waiting for. The current holder of the Women's Stall Gift, one of the biggest talents coming through the VAL currently, and one that is so humble for all the success that she has had so far in her career. Bella Pasquale is crushing it in the VAL, but there is more to her than just running. She's a young star, but one with a good head, on her shoulders. It is my pleasure to welcome to the pod to share her story, Bella Pasquale. Well, Bella, thanks so much for joining us today on Fix on Support. It's an absolute pleasure to have you company with us. Thank you. So let's start with a bit of an introduction to yourself. Uh, I'm sure. Everyone listening and viewing knows who you are, Um, but yeah, just introduce yourself to the listeners um, and explain a bit of your background story, I
1: suppose. Um, Well, I'm 16 years old. I'm currently year 11 at school. Um, Yeah, not much. I also (laughs) play netball at the Rovers football netball club. Um, I love running done it ever since when I was a child I've loved it always Um, and yeah
0: yeah fantastic and your netball how's that going for you outside of running
1: um yeah it's good I love having another sport other than running and I love netball playing with um all my friends and at the club my dad's very heavily involved in the club as well so it's very good um playing there and being there around the club
0: yeah, fantastic. And how have you found the relationship between netball and running? Have you seen a lot of uh, positive benefits for either side?
1: Yeah, well, definitely. obviously, um, being a bit um faster is a uh, very helpful in netball. It's um yeah, helps a lot. and also just, yeah, like everything that comes with running, like um because, netball running they're like different seasons summer and winter so it um allows me to be fit like all through the year and always doing something yeah to keep fit.
0: yeah no that's a really good point actually it works well summer and winter sports so yeah brilliant Uh, look everyone's going to be keen to hear all about the easter weekend of 2023 um, no doubt but we'll just roll back the years a little bit before getting to that so Going back to when you first started running, what was that main factor that drew you to wanting to get involved in, and participate in the sport?
1: I would have to say my parents. I have been running ever since I was a child. Like me and my siblings have like always been running, like even before we were enrolled in little Arts, like we've always been down to the stall gift. As I think I've mentioned, I think I've been to nearly every stall gift since I was born. So and just being in amongst all the pro gifts and watching my parents run and aspiring to be like them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent. It's still such an important part of your family. Um, you know, you've mentioned it as you said in numerous different interviews over the past, you know, six months. Definitely, um, it's you know, it's part of of who you are, which is which is awesome. Look, um, you know, you've been running in the VL for a few years now, which is fantastic you've had success over the 400 at the stall previously. Um, and then this season you've had success all the way from 70 through to 400 again. So for you, what do you love running the most? What's your favourite distance over that 70 to 400 range?
1: Look, I love running the 200 the most. I would say that's my favourite event, but I would have to say I'm stronger at the 400. That's probably what I'm best at and strongest at would be the 400. It comes with a lot of pain, I would say, being a 400 metre runner, but um, yeah, I would say the 400 and the 200s are my favourite, but 200 would be better.
0: Yeah, 400s an absolute killer, especially down near the end. Uh, yeah. That's not the most fun thing at all to run. Um, you know, previously no. you've spoken about how you transitioned from 400 into 120, and it was kind of around that January time period when you won the right gift um, that you kind of had that switch in, I suppose, in, uh, yeah. in, in direction, essentially. So what was those initial conversations with your coach um, where you decided, hey, let's try out the 120 a bit more and kind of focus in on that?
1: Well... When I run one stall, I'm um, sorry, not stall, Rye, um, before that I thought like I never thought stall was in the picture. Look, I didn't even know if stall would ever be in the picture because it's such a hard race. But after that Rye gift, it kind of opened everything up and like running my t- the time that I ran off the mark and like how early it was in the season, it was kind of like it was very eye-opening and to see that like maybe if i couldn't even um if i couldn't win but i could be like one of those competitors into that um final so then obviously we started to have those conversations and we also knew because stall and nationals were very close together at that time so for me stall was a week less than a week before nationals so to change up the training it wouldn't it wouldn't heavily affect my 400 um, but it still could be a deal breaker because there was kind of a of stall and then I had the opportunity, um, which unfortunately I didn't, but there was opportunity to qualify for the Youth Commonwealth Games, which I actually did qualify at the time. I got the qualifying time, but unfortunately I wasn't picked in the squad. But at that time and that decision, it was through, it was either stall or, Youth Commonwealth Games, so to like kind of choose the sure. training, either one twenty sprinting or four hundred meter training. Yeah. Sure.
0: And for those Youth Comm Games, was it, there was the four hundred that you qualified in? Is that correct?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what what was the reason that the you weren't picked for that? Assuming that you know you got you got the time anyway. So what was what was the the factor there?
1: Um, kind of the difference was. This would probably be one of my one and only, I'm not going to say only, but like one of the very small chances I could ever have at stall. So. like ever have of being in a final, winning, because obviously they're very, very hard to get into and very, very even harder to win. And um, at being such a young age, hopefully all I'm doing is going to be getting faster and improving my times. So, when picking this, like obviously the Youth Commonwealth Games is a very good opportunity, um, but there are also similar ones coming up. Actually, well, not similar ones. That sounds bad because. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. But there's other
0: opportunities <laughs> out there that you can you can go into. There,
1: yeah, yeah. There's um, other opportunities similar. And yeah, the stall gift is very close to me and my family, so yeah.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And when you and your coach decided to make that switch to focus on the one hundred and twenty alongside the four hundred, what were the the changes in your training schedule that you know helped you progress in the one hundred and twenty?
1: It was kind of just what I was um, doing in training, like the um, certain distances i'd be running and training would be a lot shorter and um as most people know i'm not the greatest starter so trying to work on my starts and improve them is much more important in a sprint compared to a 400 meters so trying to get my starts good and my first 20 30 meters yeah
0: oh yeah yeah that, 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 the the start is so important in those shorter distance races, you got, there's no time and ground to make up distance on your competitors. Um, I think, would, would it be correct in saying that, you know, over the past six months from, you know, January through to, or, you know, seven months, July now, that you have improved that start?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say I did. Looking at gear Final, my start still wasn't the greatest. But, um, yeah, I definitely would say they have improved since since definitely,
0: like, in January. Sure, yeah. And that, that's exactly what you need. That's what you're asking. You, know, you give it another 12 months and you'll be even quicker off the mark. So, yeah, you can only keep progressing that way. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hey, look, let's talk about stall, because, you know, that's what everyone will be keen to listen to, of course. Um, as you said, you know, it's a town that's very close to the heart of yourself and your family. Uh, and, yeah, you've been there since since you are a little tacker as well. So... For you, as you progressed through the heat into the semi and then eventually to the final, what was kind of going through your mind across those three days on the the long weekend?
1: Well, everything changes from heat semi to final. Like everyone had their sort of maybe top five, top three favourites, but there was never from heat semi to final, there was never like one in particular favorite, which I guess made it so more interesting and so more to like, well for me, I felt like you felt like you were in it the whole time. Like you felt like you could like you could actually do this the whole like throughout. Like you um you didn't know if you were going to, but you knew you had a chance. Mm. And yes, obviously it was a very, very nerve wracking and stressful weekend. (laughs) Um but yeah it was great.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, 10 to 2 rolls around Easter Monday. You're standing at the blocks, you know, staring right down those lane ropes towards the finish line. What's going through your mind? What are you thinking? Is the crowd getting to you, uh, the nervous building up, and you're getting a bit shaky? What's the overall, um, you know, how are you feeling overall?
1: Um. Yeah, look, if I'm honest, I don't remember much. <laughs> I don't remember anything about the race, actually, but... I remember just trying to keep my cool, just calm down, relax, because, like, you know that everyone is going to be screaming and yelling as soon as that gun goes. Like, I've been one of those people who have been screaming and yelling on the sidelines. So just to, like, keep your cool as much as possible. Like, you know, your nerves are never going to be perfectly as you want them to be. So it's just, like, the way you handle them. Yeah, it's sure. just got to be as best as you
0: can. Yeah. So we spoke with Ramona Casey last week, obviously, one of the most experienced athletes on the course. And we also spoke with Carla Bull, yep. you know, she won you know, previously to you. And they both described having this feeling on the day of, of their finals where everything just, you know, the stars aligned kind of thing. They just felt so relaxed. Um, they described it as being like a, they were just floating on air, essentially, as they strolled around the circuit. Was that a kind of similar sensation to what you felt on the Monday at all?
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that because I reckon that stall that Easter Monday was one of the most relaxed running days I've ever had, and I cannot explain to you how or why because I am one of the most stressed runners you will come across sometimes I can be in a complete state. But I don't know what it was. I was, yeah, I was relaxed. I was in that what it was, I think it's like an hour, maybe a bit more, a bit less between that semi and that final. Like I imagined myself like losing it, but I felt like I was pretty, pretty good. I had a really good support network and crew from my parents and my squad, which was very good. My parents being a bit, you know, right up me, right next to me, not leaving me alone. And my squad definitely helping me out with that. Um, but yeah, something about that day, it just, yeah. It, everything worked, worked well and worked together.
0: Yeah, it's sounding like it's a bit of a winning formula amongst all the, the key wins within these careers, this this floating sensation where just everything is, is perfect. Um, maybe it's something that everyone else is going to have to chase in, in the coming
1: season
0: because uh, it's doing so maybe. well for so many people. <laughs> so, so look, you know, You've crossed that finish line. It was pretty tight, the finish. Did you know straight away that you had won it?
1: I had no clue. I crossed the line and... I didn't like I've watched the race over and you can like still see on my face that I'm just like I didn't even know I won I didn't know until Layla who's actually one of my really good friends running friends who was in the green next to me and she came up and she like came up and screamed and hugged me and then it was like the realization of oh my god I did it and then all of a sudden everyone else starts running over but yeah I had no clue that um that I had one yeah because it was so close and because Grace also wasn't she wasn't like right next to me as well that I could like feel she was a few lanes over yeah. um but yeah
0: yeah and, and the cameras wrong, on Grace as well so it was almost like the broadcast were kind of thinking that she'd got over the line uh, and then it all shifts over to you and everyone just surrounds you so <laughs> when when Layla comes over to you and she's embracing you screaming your face like you won how are you feeling? Is is the heart pumping? Are you just like over the moon? You can't process things? Like, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I was shocked because as I said, it's like it's like nearly once in a lifetime. Like, it's such a big, a massive thing to accomplish. And I was just like so shocked and just, yeah, I didn't even know what to say.
0: Yeah. And for you... 2015, obviously, your mum was so close and Grace got over the line on that day. For you, like, how do you feel knowing that you've achieved such a, a grand task that your mum was so close to achieving, you know, eight years prior?
1: Yeah, well, as I said, I know it's like a once in a lifetime because I've watched my mum so many times try and win that. And like, even when a sash at stall, it's so hard. So, yeah, to be able to say that I am one of those people is, yeah, very, very special.
0: And it could be a bit of a silly question perhaps, but the 400 win in 2022 versus the final still gift win this season, which one is up there a bit higher than the other, do you think?
1: <laughs> um, well, the 22 one is very, very special because... Um, I was 15 years old, in the red, Lorraine Donnan, 400 metres. My mum had won it five years. No, I think I might have done my maths wrong. She won it in 2017. <laughs> yep, five years prior. I did my yeah, maths right. Yeah, five years, perfect. Fantastic. <laughs> um, She won it five years prior. She's also come second in that race three times. Um, So, yeah, that was a very, very special win um but yeah this the one this year was obviously even more special um yeah I would say 2023 is a is a bit um on top
0: yeah no, they're both amazing achievements but yeah yeah you can't beat a store gift final win for sure um like when we were organizing <laughs> to catch up and chat uh you said to me oh I have to do it in the afternoon because I've got school and I was like school and I was like oh true you're only 16 still and it just completely passed my mind I didn't even think about that considering it um but that just shows you know how much you've achieved at such a young age um that you know people like myself don't even think that you're in school anymore um which is an amazing achievement um to be in that position so you know there's so much media attention that does come around winning the store gift you are written into the history books of Australian sport how have you dealt with the media attention following April? Um, you know, and you know, being followed around as and, and classed as one of the best upcoming athletes in the country.
1: Yeah, it was definitely an experience on that Tuesday having all these interviews lined up. You don't realize how big it is and how important all of it is. And like, I wouldn't say the stress, but like having to like, um Um. how do I word this sorry <laughs> um like speaking like appropriately and like not the right things but like saying what um you want to say and yeah sorry I don't think that was a very good explanation no, no, that's fine. but um definitely it comes with a bit of pressure um and obviously being so young I haven't had the whole experience of lots of this public speaking and public talking um so yeah definitely it has been an experience and it has taught me a lot of things and I hopefully my um public speaking has gotten a lot better but um yeah yeah
0: and if I can just say to speak in the last 20 minutes or so you're speaking really really well For for a 16 year old, having a a proper adult conversation, it's pretty in depth as well. Um, You're speaking super clearly and well. So, no doubt that's come as a result of what happened in April and you've just carried on throughout the last few months. So, yeah, you're doing a really good job for sure. So, you know, at 16 as well, $40,000. What does a 16 year old do with $40,000 of prize money? Well,
1: currently it's all in a term deposit. I think that's what it's called. I don't know, my parents did it. <laughs> <laughs> um so we put it in that and obviously um also being in the VAL for like the whole season, it has been great to also get a bit of cash through the throughout the season as well. So I have a bit of that saved up in my bank account as well, which is lovely. Um but yeah, it will currently stay in there for a year and a bit, or something like that. And then when I'm 18, I won't get it all. They still, they still, my parents still said there'll be very strict rules over the money. Um, so make sure I spend it responsibly. But yeah, not too sure on how I will entirely spend it. I will save it, I think. Yeah. Uh, Um, the best thing you can do
0: is just sit on it until you're ready to make a a decision on it I suppose
1: yeah it's a it's a lot of money you don't realize how much money it is and it's kind of like what are you gonna spend it on like everyone asks me and I'm like I literally don't know like you could, yeah it's so much money
0: yeah so many opportunities and you know at 16 you've got the world ahead of you as well so um you know yeah I think your parents are giving you good advice there just you know take it easy for a bit, you know, get through, get through your schooling years and then, you know, once you get 18,
1: yeah.
0: you know, consider where you're at then and then make a decision with it because, um, yeah, there's so many opportunities for you coming forward for sure. Yeah. So uh, let's look forward to the future. Is getting yourself into a position where you challenge for the spots within the Australian squad something that you're looking towards in the next few years?
1: Yeah, definitely. That would be a dream if... um anything like that could happen. Wearing the green and gold is definitely um, a privilege. And if I would be able to do that, I would be very honoured and I would love to do that so much. So, yeah, definitely that is um, some of my goals in the future years. Um, There is um, World Juniors coming up next year, which I would say is my um, closer short-term goal. So, hopefully, um, for the 400 metres, hopefully, I can try and get a qualifier for that. And then, hopefully, I can get picked in the team this time. But um, I will be bottom age for that. So, there'll still be um, the girls in the age group above me. I'll be competing against them. And also, the girls the age below me who have shown this season that they are also very um, competitive amongst us. So, it will be a very. good competition i guess but um yeah just try your best and see whatever can happen because yeah
0: yeah i dream big that's all i can say is yeah, yeah. you've got like we said before you've got the world ahead of you and you're doing so well at such a young age um so yeah, you keep putting through the yards that you're doing yeah you know, only good things will come and having those opportunities on home soil as opposed to overseas is probably even a bigger um motivator i suppose to get into a position where you can really push yourself so uh, exciting times ahead Um, but looking in the short term anyway for this upcoming val season uh, what type of goals have you set already with your coaches for that
1: um not too sure for the val yet obviously um most of my marks will be pulled back a bit which is obviously what happens when you um win stall and get such great achievements so um i'll still definitely go to a few of them um definitely the Gift. um obviously um hometown but we'll still travel down a bit to um some of them probably not as regularly as um i was last season but of course we'll still go down and support the val as much as we can and go down to a few meets yeah
0: yeah fantastic Well, we're looking forward to seeing you out in the VAL circuit again, uh, and we're looking forward to seeing what you can achieve in the coming years with Australia. Um, We're all rooting for you 100%. So uh, you've been doing a great job so far. So, yeah, keep it up. And, look, it's been a pleasure having your time this afternoon. Um, I know you're very, very um, busy at the moment. You've got to head off very quickly soon to netball. Um, So, uh, yeah, thanks so much for your time. It's been a great chat. Thank
1: Um, you. For those
0: people wanting to follow your journey Uh, online where can they find you
1: um look if you're wanting to find my running mum's facebook probably posts the most about it (laughs) um but no (laughs) um yeah my instagram i don't really know i don't post that much but i think it's bella pasquale dot pasquale one of them (laughs) um (laughs)
0: But yeah. <laughs> there we go. If you want to find out what Bella's doing with her running, just go check out at on my Facebook because it's all there for it. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time again. Really appreciate it. and uh, We'll chat very, very soon.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much.